The man of virtue habitually turns to face reality and to discern the right and just thing to be done. And the realization of that good will frequently involve patient endurance of inevitable trial or difficulty. But the time will come, and that time perhaps is now, that we are called to attack, to expand the area of Christ's lordship in our life in some decisive way. Welcome to episode 20 of Deep in Christ. Hello and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi, here at the Coming Home Network International, and we're back with another conversation about the daily task of growing deeper in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you again for being here and for being part of this discussion. Now, we've been talking about virtue, the cardinal virtues here for a while, Father Peter and I, and particularly this cardinal virtue of fortitude, this habit of being ready to die if it be necessary to see that justice is done and that the good is realized in our lives. Now, last week we were talking about endurance and patience, a couple of very primary aspects of fortitude, perhaps not the ones that normally come first to mind when we're thinking of popular portraits of courage, but these aspects are essential for a number of reasons, but not the least of which is that the man who knows how and has made a habit of uh, patient endurance is able at the right time and in the right way to attack. Now, today we're talking about this second of the two primary aspects of fortitude, attack, opposing, pouncing on evil, moving an obstacle to justice, and taking new territory for Christ in our life. We had a good discussion, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive in. The Father, dude. brother, Peter. The dude abides. The d- yes. All right, restart. Okay. Father, brother, Peter. Yes, sir. We are going to talk more about fortitude today. We talked last week about endurance as one of the two primary aspects of fortitude. <laughs> Which one are we on? From that book. Um, it's, it's that diamond. It's, it's, it's the black one. <laughs> it's the, the black yeah. one. Uh, today we're talking, talking about attack. All right. Attack to pounce on evil. And that's, you know, this is the aspect of fortitude. I think people more more associate with fortitude, with, with, with courage, mm-hmm. right? That you're going to go out and attack. You're going to get something done. You're gonna, you're gonna. It's, it's an active sort of a virtue, mm-hmm. um, but we focused a lot last week on the endurance endurance aspect, uh, and you know there was some significance to that that people pointed out that uh, you know, that it's the it's in the endurance that I think that fortitude for a human being, a vulnerable human being, it's in fortitude and preeminently in this ultimate fortitude of the martyr that we we see fortitude in its most essential form, this endurance of evil when there's really no attack left. There's no resistance left. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, it's important because while we uh, persevere through this life, there are moments of attack where we have to you know, eliminate an obstacle or we need to pounce on an evil. We need to, to, to deal with an evil. Mm-hmm. You know, with this, It's this active thing. But it's the person who can endure first. It's the person who has grown in that virtue of patience we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. That's the person who can prudently at the right time, the right place, in the right way, sure. can attack. Well, that's kind of another sense of why prudence is so uh, essential, or um, why endurance is so essential to yeah. fortitude, because it's not only kind of the beginning, essential beginning part of it, but it's also the essential end part. That right. we're both going to have to, you both have to endure patiently in order to yeah, determine the right time and everything in the proper mode and, and the extent of your attack. 
But then there's also comes the time where no more attack is possible, where there is no more resistance possible, and then one must endure again, you know, right. continue to endure because yeah. uh, the evil, most of the time we are not able to completely resolve, you know. It's interesting, evil, you know, so. it, it, map, it maps a little bit with, you know, the dynamic, we've talked a lot about this dynamic of, of God's grace in the active life. You know, it begins in God's grace, a total reliance on God, and then we, we take that reliance on God out into the life he's given us. Mm-hmm which involves us having to act, having to do things, you know, having to, yeah, use our muscles and use our wits and, and try to, to actually do something with our lives mm-hmm. that God has given us. But then that always, in the end, returns back to God, that we we lay that down, whether mm-hmm. we're going to sleep temporarily, you know, or permanently, mm-hmm. we give that back to God and say, you know, there's nothing left I can do except to endure to the end. What, even from kind of a practical perspective, one may say every day is kind of a, is, it goes back to that that too, where every day is that cycle. Yes. Of at the beginning of the day, with one 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 endures with patience, not attacking yet the day because one must pray oh, well, and okay. start their day off that way, and then kind of plan your mode of attack. That's a great then idea. one must attack throughout the day, despite fear and everything, or despite you know uh, distasteful actions or whatever. But at the end of the day too. One must lay it all down and say, "I've done what I can today. It's all in your hands, God." That's and, so good. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 such a perfect practical. Yeah. Sorry, I brought that forward. This. I know we're going to go to the practical. good. The no, end, no. But, let's yeah. let's return to that in the end. Yeah. I did want to read a bit more. Picking up after the the section on patience that we we studied a lot last week, um, Peeper writes, "The man who is brave is for that very reason patient as well." But the reverse proposition cannot be said to be true. Patience by itself does not constitute the whole of fortitude. No more, nay, less than does endurance, to which patience is subordinate. The brave man not only knows how to bear inevitable evil with equanimity, he will also not hesitate to pounce upon evil and to bar its way, if this can reasonably be done. Reasonably. Reasonably. This is important. Mm -hmm. This attitude requires readiness to attack, courage, self-confidence, and hope of success. Quote, the trust that is part of fortitude signifies the hope which a man puts in himself naturally in subordination to God. These things are uh, so self-evident. He says that we need not waste more words upon him. Right. But let's waste some more words upon okay. him. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's that's the prudent thing right now. For <laughs> Definitely. Sure. Now, yeah. but it's it's funny because it's it, it's very much uh, it, it's funny because it, insofar as we kind of continue to sort of examine endurance in some ways, yeah. sort of the the positive aspect becomes us all the more clear, you yeah. know. And so I think that's that's what he's kind of getting at about not needing to waste any words. But in order to elucidate it a little bit more, one of the ways that we can is by re- also continuing to reflect back on endurance in a way too. And um, and it's in that, uh, you know, the reason, another reason I, endurance is more kind of essential or integral to fortitude is because uh, it's, uh, there is a more of a, a, a sense of, a bit more of a self, of sense, self-reliance in the attack. Uh, not, not self-reliance, but uh, you know, there's a sense of like one has to kind of rile oneself up and say, "All right, I can do this." You know, that self confidence. And so, uh, insofar as in the end we do have to give everything back to God, as you said, it starts mm-hmm. with God's grace and ends with God's grace. There's a bit more of a kind of a higher quality to that endurance aspect. But the attack is still there. The attack of, you know, if 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 one just kind of goes throughout life and says, you know, it's kind of like there. It's kind of like the scripture verse. If all you do is just say like "God be with you," God be with you, and don't actually give be the warm man, and well fed. Be warm yeah. and well fed. You know, like and, <laughs> and it doesn't actually attack the problem. Sometimes then right. you know it's like, well, what what good is that? So. Yeah, I think I think practically it's it's so helpful to have both these in mind. I mean, there's a lot of contours here, but uh, in terms of a, of an examination of conscience or how we analyze our lives, 
you know, we can ask ourselves, you know, the things in my life, the external um, threats, you know, uh, of all sorts that would waylay me from doing justice. Um, they come in a couple different primary forms in terms of how they, they affect me. You know, and one, again, is this endurance form, the things I have to endure and other things I have to attack. You know, again, on the most practical level here, we look at our schedule, we look at our to-do lists, we look at, you know, our, our, the things we've committed to. Some things are difficult because they are really difficult and hard, like starting a, a big project, you know, or having a conversation that we don't want to have because mm -hmm. we're afraid of what it might happen. Like th there's, those are moments of attack where we have to actually s get over this hump. We have to step outside ourselves. We have to actively take a risk. Okay. Um, but many aspects of our lives are more on the other end where it's not so m much that the thing itself is, is difficult uh, on a day-to-day -day level. It's just that we have to endure in it. You know, the pain or the difficulty of this task or this routine or this commitment right now may not may not be that bad, but it's it's enduring. And it's it's also, I talked about last week, the staying in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's keeping that endurance from kind of flying off and worrying about the future. It's staying, no, 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 here and now, I have the grace I need to persevere in this thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I, they all kind of wrap around. We have said many times yes. all the virtues flow in and out of thing, each other. Yeah. But we probably do need to be kind of conscious of like, how is it that the endurance aspect of courage or fortitude differs from temperance? Because I think that that's kind of, at least there's a significance there. It helps us to kind of be clear about what is exactly endurance. And I think sometimes when it gets to just kind of the discomforts of the world that we must endure, mm -hmm. um, we're getting maybe more into kind of temperance. Sure. And I think we sure. always kind of get a refocus on sort of the fear yeah. as kind of the the the, the essential and qu the quintessential enemy uh, yeah. in, in this regard. Yeah. Uh, so. And again, we'll, we'll keep rounding out this examination. I think the, the virtues give us such a helpful examination of our soul, of our conscience, and that that is something we'll look at more with temperance. And that when I when I when I think, okay, I got this area in my life that's bugging me. I keep I keep falling into sin, or I, I just I, I, it, it's difficult. I'm struggling with it. Yeah, when we examine that, like, what's the operative thing happening there? Is it an area where what is what is getting me in trouble? Uh, my desire that's that's taking me out beyond and frustrating my ability to do justice, or is it is it fear? Is it something out there that, that, that I'm fearful of or that's difficult or intimidating? Mm -hmm. And then if that's the case, that, that latter one, is it more an issue of endurance, something that's not necessarily in itself so difficult, but I, I, it's remaining, it's persevering in it? Or is it a situation where I, there's a situation I actually have to go out and attack? Because again, I think sometimes when you don't have this, this whole rounded out vision of what mm -hmm. fortitude is, you can, do, you can get stuck in one mode mm -hmm. and imprudently pursue that one mode and, and, and not realize, well, actually, it's the other I'm called to. So again, easy example, you have people that their whole life is attack mm -hmm. <laughs> rather than sure. maybe remaining prudently in their responsibilities yeah. and persevering in their commitments. They're always rushing out to something new. Well, they're not really being prudent. Mm -hmm. At the same token, it's very easy as a Christian to simply endure kind of this false endurance, this false patience of just kind of going through life, but never, uh, as my friend uh, Greg Schleter likes to say, never taking territory. Mm -hmm. The Christian is to be taking territory. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't, um, uh, in the ways of the spiritual life, as, um, what's that one guy? Uh, Gergou Lagrange says, in the ways of the spiritual life, he who does not progress loses ground. Yes. So the right. attack, the taking territory, you know, the facing fears, the, the getting over humps, taking on new projects, doing new things is, is uh, an important aspect of the life of the Christian, the, mm -hmm. the courageous Christian. 
um, as well as the endurance of the uh, enduring evil, enduring injury, enduring difficulty, enduring anxiety, um, so to see that justice continues to be done. Yeah, to um, I always like to. There are kind of different, I guess, modes in which we can see the the spiritual life and how mm-hmm. how it is that we're growing in virtue and what is the nature of that. One of those ways ultimately gets down to how is it that we are building um, our relationship with God, such that is the only. Like it is the primary thing in our life, right? Yes. You know, the the main thing and and the the strongest thing, and 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 in looking at it from that perspective, um, from the relational perspective between us and God, we can take other relationships in life and we can kind of use them in a sense as a barometer or just kind of help us understand, you know, what what's going to be harmful and what's going to be helpful, um, because to a certain extent, any good relationship that we have in this life is, if it's good, it's going to be a symbol for our good, uh, a love, the love that God has for us and we should have for him, um, and vice versa. So if you think of like a relationship, you know, I, I, I bet I can speak to all the men out there, you know, that... This one's uh, for you, men. This one's for you, men, or, or right. women, I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind men. Never it's mind for men, it's for everybody. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think maybe men fall, you know, kind of find themselves in this situation a good bit, where, like, you know, if, if the entire, if, if, if the entire daily substance of your relationship with your wife is enduring <laughs> things that, that annoy you about her, but not actually taking positive action to do things and like for her, you know, yes. taking positive ground in that relationship, then it's not, you're certainly not strengthening the relationship much. Bless you know? her for her endurance as well. Apparently. Bless her for, right. That's why I'm saying it's both. I'm speaking from my perspective, you know, we can kind of think of those different situations, yes. but yeah. I think it's, it's going to be kind of, I think I, I'm not exactly sure why, but it seems like there's yeah. something more along the lines of men in that relationship yeah. have a tendency to kind of, you sit back in reservation yeah, of men, kind of men endure, tend to swing you know? wildly between you know the the like overactivity and over passivity mm. yeah you know and yeah. i think men do have a little bit diff- more difficult time you know finding that prudence to remain kind of there in the center and to know okay when do i do one or the other mm-hmm. and again this is just yet another reason why again going back to a couple episodes ago why fortitude must not rely on itself because Again, if it relies on itself, even the the de- decently virtuous person who's kind of aware of all this and trying to practice it, there's still the sense in which like we have to be aware of the situation and analyzing what's the not not is what's the natural response for me, what's sort of my my knee jerk response, um, like what what ought to be done in the situation, because oftentimes what we're, we it's so easy to stay in our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, we've taken this much territory. It's so nice. <laughs> it's so warm. Just, you know, so- like. Um, oh man! But I'm called, you know, to to take new territory. You know, whether it's in this relationship, you know, I'm not really meant to. Like, I'm up to this level, and I just kind of stay here. No, I, I have to go deeper. I need to pursue my my wife. I need to I need to pursue my children. You know, I can't just I can't merely endure. I can't merely mm-hmm. um, stay at this level. And so, I think always having those two in mind, and again, bringing those into our prayer, like Lord, in my life, in these situations in my life. Like, what is the next step? Is, is this is this a time? Am I dealing with something I simply, I need to endure this evil patiently, but but actively, inwardly, mm-hmm. holding on to you? You know, but when is the moment that, you know what? I, gotta, I need to go out and try something new. I need to get a new job or I need to, you know, start a new conversation with my spouse about our family schedule or our finances mm-hmm. or something. When is that, when is that moment? You know, and when that is that moment, as soon as I realize that, mm-hmm. in, in, again, in prayer, relying on God, you know, uh, uh, receiving that grace to to pounce. go do it to pounce. 
Yeah, there's kind of an immediateness to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. Actually, Mark's gospel is, is notable for uh, for having a sense of uh, immediateness and kind of uh, what's oh, what's the word um, haste. I don't know exactly uh, haste to it in a sense. Mm-hmm. The, actually, frequently when it comes to Christ uh, Christ's actions. I think someone will like petition him for something, and it'll say, and then immediately he did this. Huh. Um, and there's just kind of a notability <laughs> about about whatever for whatever reason Mark is kind of just concerned with the sense of that Christ kind of tried to immediately take action <laughs> when he knew it was right. You yeah. know, he tried to do it quickly and like succinctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always it always is that matter. You know, like there are some times where we just kind of know, like everything just kind of falls in place and we know exactly what we need to do, like mm-hmm. in that moment and just need to do it. You know, there yeah. doesn't need to be any more planning or anything. Right. There, you know, like past the point yeah. of which would be actually imprudence. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this over hesitation, this overthinking of something where right. we've already apprehended that it's the right thing to do. And those are the situations where we sometimes can adopt the false prudence that's really just right. a certain sense of cowardice or, or, or just laissez-faire, you know, yeah. um, laziness. Yeah, you know, so. and, and again, in terms of putting it in terms of fortitude here, uh, you know, I just I just have to endure this difficult situation when, you know what, maybe are you being called to have that difficult conversation, mm. you know, or to do something different, again, or to, to, to make a change, you know, and if that's the case, you know, it has to be prayerful, it has to be prudent, but when you see it, do it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's kind of, you know, the different... There are different frameworks that we always need to be taken into account when it comes to things like this. Um, we always we talked about that in seminary, like even when it comes to different difficult situations, you need to have your theological framework, and then there sometimes there's a kind of the uh, like there can be a framework of like psychology that we can sort of bring into we can bring both into uh, to conversation with each other. And in this sense, there needs to be uh, the framework of kind of the theological virtue based understanding. But then there also needs to be the sermon of spirits, you know, that we can kind of bring into those situations because that 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 is going to help us know when is like the right time to to make a change about mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and they they cross. It's not it's not like they're distinct things. They cross over a lot. But it's very helpful when you learn about things like spiritual desolation versus spiritual consolation, or natural consolation versus natural desolation. The understanding what is the right time to attack versus to endure yeah. is going to we're going to understand that a lot more. Can um, you give us a quick, quick and dirty on those? I could try, but someone uh, they were really just quick and really dirty. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the salient yeah. point here for for fortitude and for this discernment in terms mm-hmm. of of um, endurance versus attack. I mean, one one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, St. Ignatius, the discernment of spirits, it's this practice of, of recognizing that when we observe the movements of our heart, right. we need to carefully discern, is this of God or is this a temptation, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, one real practical thing that jumps out of uh, to me, um, at me, it pounces on me from this, from, <laughs> from that, <laughs> is this, is, um, this notion of sometimes, you know, you, it actually is prudent not to make a change when right. you're in desolation. In, in other words, a spiritual yes. low point where you're, you know, you're having a really awful day. Well, that's not necessarily the day to say, you know what, we're going to start a new plan. I'm going to throw the playbook out the windows, you know, like maybe wait for a, a little bit better day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, give it, give it some time because um, mm-hmm. that may not be the moment to attack. That may be the moment to say, you know what, I need to, 
I need to, to wait on God a little bit. Sure. To, yeah. Yeah. It's like the orientation of your heart. Is it, is it in the, in the state where it's, it's tendency is going to be to move further away from God or the tendency is to be moving closer to God is kind of one way to think of like the spiritual versus spiritual consolation versus desolation. But one of the interesting things that you distinctions you make is, is the difference between spiritual desolation and natural desolation, hmm. because those are discerning those two different kind of modes. We can also that can be very determinative in terms of whether we need to attack and make a change or endure. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like I've been thinking about this a good bit because of Lent. That you know, with people coming and presenting their different Lenten promises, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in spiritual direction or confession or whatever, and it's like been really struggling. Like I made this this Lenten promise and been really struggling recently, mm-hmm. and and trying to kind of maybe help them discern whether they're in spiritual desolation where it's just kind of like, oh, this is just hard. Yeah. You can discern whether okay, where it's right to endure, right to versus... endure, and to continue to, to try to recommit to those things yeah. versus like one that is actually like unhealthy for you, yeah, you... and therefore is leading you into kind of physical desolation. You know, right. yeah. um, oh, you you had to fast from sleep yeah not a good plan yeah Yeah. or like you know people of different ages or just different constitutions like oh i'm sorry you know i was i was i was gonna fast for 24 hours this day every week and it's like well depending on your physical constitution that may or may not be good for you um and so kind of trying to discern that you know a a little bit uh it it helps us to know whether the right thing is to endure or to attack so and of course you know that even that example that you you give there uh, we can readily see in ourselves again the importance of the virtue of prudence mm-hmm. in that, you know, like sometimes it always comes back there, you know, that, that, that as we're getting into those things, you know, like what's really the right thing, the right way to go about this particular thing. Um, we may be tempted, so to speak, to, uh, in fortitude to take on, you know, a huge new project or a huge new spiritual discipline, you know, or to attack it all at once. But prudence often when we're attentive to it and we're prayerful with it, you know, in, you know, uh, walking with God there, walking humbly with our God there, mm-hmm. oftentimes we recognize the first step today, the first step today is something rather small and manageable. I find that so much in my own life where, you know, all right, you start one good day with prudence and you kind of make a plan and everything. And then as like the days go on, it's like I get sucked farther and farther along until I've almost like completely just focused on like courage mm. where it's just like, okay, I just, I need to like, either endure or to attack and I just like and then all of a sudden like you've drifted I've drifted so far away from kind of consideration of prudence that like you just have that one trip like sub trip and fall (laughs) Um, where everything just kind of falls apart and it takes a few days sometimes before like you kind of recollect yourself in prudence and sort of go back to the beginning and be like okay (laughs) like you know it's and but it's yeah and and usually that's because the I don't. I don't succeed in kind of carrying out that proper cycle of the day, yeah. where it begins with God and then ends with God, and kind of recollecting and figuring out what what was good, what was bad, discerning, you know, discerning those things, and 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 embracing that, uh, embracing the endurance specifically in the strength of God. But yeah, yeah. So again, the endurance and attack, you know, it's, it's so it's so relevant to practically to our lives in terms of just our, our daily, like our ordinary ups and downs, our ordinary fears, our ordinary difficulties. Um, but uh, those not, aren't necessarily always enduring specific concrete evils. It's more just the, the natural evils, the natural difficulties. Um, t- typically, when we think of courage, we, we have sort of, we're, we're imagining more storybook scenarios or scriptural scenarios where there's actual evil that needs to be opposed in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an interesting point he brings up in the chapter Peeper does, uh, is 
how it's in it's kind of within the context of the of the of the prudent courage the prudent fortitude that we see the the right place of of a just wrath mm-hmm. you know so i mean he writes there the fact however that uh, aquinas assigns to just wrath a positive relation to the virtue of fortitude has become largely unintelligible and unacceptable to present day christianity and its non-christian critics this lack of comprehension may be explained partly by the exclusion from Christian ethics of the component of passion as something alien and incongruous, an exclusion due to a kind of intellectual stoicism, and partly by the fact that the explosive activity which reveals itself in wrath is naturally repugnant to good behavior regulated by bourgeois standards. So Thomas, who is equally free from both these errors, says, The brave man uses wrath for his own act, above all in attack. Quote, for it is peculiar to wrath to pounce upon evil. Thus, fortitude and wrath work directly upon each other. Yeah, there's more I could read there, but I, I think I'll, st- I'll stop it there. Um, it, he makes an interesting point, which is that um, there's been this tendency in the history of Christianity sometimes to kind of exclude part of the human person from our trend, our understanding of of um of, of how this all works, how grace works and how our active life works. And one of the things I love about the virtues is precisely because it brings passion back in. You know, we are, we, we are intellectual beings, our intellect informs our will, and then our will guides our passions. And the, the process of growing in virtue oftentimes involves bringing passions, reining them back in, you know, or, or um, uh, returning to a place of prudence and, uh, and not being simply guided by our, by our passions. But the goal here is to become a more integrated person mm-hmm. where our passions are directed towards what they ought to be directed towards. You know, um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, this is always very challenging to me, yeah. I'll be honest, because I think because of my background, maybe, and kind of how we were growing up and everything. And I feel like I was, sort of not like intentionally trained, you know, this way or thing, but I feel like I've sort of been formed in such a way that in, in endurance, but in not attack uh, is mm-hmm. definitely like more along my line of kind of comfort in some sense. Um, and I, I don't even necessarily know like how those, those situations come about where we can figure out like, okay, I can kind of like let my anger out and like a, you know, like let my anger kind of drive the chariot, not not drive the chariot, but let the anger drag the chariot as I drive the chariot. Yeah, not, the horse is not in the, in the in the in the driver's seat. The horse is pulling the chariot. Yeah, it's pulling great, the chariot. great image. Great image. There. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry um, for all you podcast listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> that was a horse. In case that was. Yeah, I wish we could show an image of a horse driving a chariot, waving <laughs> its mane. You know, the internet's a big, wide, wonderful place. I'm sure there's a picture Scary place, too. Anyway, yes. One must endure it sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I think it's very challenging, but so important, because it's the, the, I think the conversation is parallel to the conversation that's been happening in the church in the last 50 or 60 years, especially concerning, like, theology of the body, Hmm. um, where, to use the classic kind of Christopher West image that, you know, the... uh, you know, the, the sexuality itself was, you know, and the, our Garden of Eden was like this beautiful portrait, which was then kind of crumpled. And and uh, Christianity didn't, at times, didn't really know what to do with it because it just looked so marred and everything by kind of our fallen nature and everything mm-hmm. that in some ways there's a more puritanistic kind of uh, reaction to it is just to kind of toss it in the trash yeah. and to sort of relegate it to just sort of bad part of our existence now. 
but rather than you know to try to find the way to redeem it and make yeah. you know and virtuously attach again and it's the same similar with anger yeah. you know wrath where it's like yeah like there's no good way there's no possible way that that part of our our human selves is yeah. is possibly redeemable or right. useful in virtue now right you know it's like no yeah. that's <laughs> there, there is that, a way and that's true of all the passions yeah. you know mm-hmm. you know that that's true of sadness too it has a, it has a function mm-hmm. it's not merely a defect mm-hmm. you know sadness at Grieving. a loss yeah now it can go overboard it can consume you if you're not prudent but it has its place and it has its purpose mm-hmm. you know and that that's true of all all emotion it's it's there for a reason god didn't make us uh defective you know those aspects of our of our human nature are, are important but we are disintegrated you know they're they're fragmented they're not connected they're not working in harmony mm-hmm. and so uh, again i think one of the important aspects of uh, one of the important reasons why endurance is primary in the virtue of fortitude is that, that it is a part and parcel of the virtue of fortitude too at the right time and in the right way for a, a just wrath a righteous anger to be directed towards a great evil you know for the the prophet who gets up and condemns you know the the the, the king of of what he's doing to the mm-hmm. people or for you know Christ to to overturn the tables of the of the moneylenders yeah. or you know, even you know when we're in, we're encountering a barrier, like you know, what is the the football? Get get, get mad at it! You know, you're pushing the yeah, thing, yeah, you're, right. you're you're pushing the the car out of the way, or the oh, the, the mother lifting the car up out of the kid. Like there's there's a physical evil there mm. that that wrath is properly directed towards. It's not driving the chariot, but it is properly pulling the chariot, mm-hmm. pulling Giving the person toward to, the chariot, to yeah. pounce on that evil and to do something about it. I can think of one story from my life. I'm sure there are others. I mean, I'm sure not <laughs> quite that decrepit, but um, I can think of like one story from my life uh, where I, I had a very kind of clear, and I would say beautiful, there was a very beautiful aspect to kind of the, the, the nature of how I experienced it myself and how it kind of came out forward too. Um, uh, of of a, like a righteous anger being like deciding like no this is righteous and facing up against the fear and allowing the anger to like you know saying the anger, okay this is right for me to feel angry and mm-hmm. let it pull me forward yeah funny thing is it was actually at a catholic conference oh, <laughs> um those strangely make me enough, very angry. yes <laughs> but as a kid as a youth right as a youth and so i was actually there with richard our little brother mm-hmm. And uh, Richard and his, one of his friends were playing in the snow, and I was playing with my friend in the snow, and there were the other kids around there too. And there's one kid who, if you're out there listening, I love to get a beer sometime. So <laughs> I'm just, I love to talk about this with you. But Men's, anyway, I know it's like being mended. <laughs> being mended you, you know, like I, I have no good. animosity anymore. But um, but anyway, so he, they he just for some reason they just started getting real like physical and uh, kind of mean to Richard and his friend. And at one point, and, and I was kind of standing off the side, and I was like, okay, there's some teasing going on there. I was kind of leaving it be. And then, but I was really just feeling kind of weird about it at that time. But at one point, he picked up like a piece of, big piece of ice, and he like broke it over one of their backs. It was just like crazy, oh like boy. over the top, you know, like, and like it wasn't like seriously injured or anything, but it was definitely like they were kids, and yeah, it was like, okay, this is getting out of hand. And so in just kind of that moment, I, uh, I just kind of went over there. I was like, okay, this has got to stop. You know, and it was just like I I realized like okay, it's gotten up to the point. I was afraid. You know, this kid was bigger than me and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this this got to stop. And um, and he's like, "Who's gonna make me?" And I was like, "I I am." <laughs> you know, he's like, "You're like okay." We had been taking wrestling at the time, this, so I actually felt a little bit good. But class. I can imagine the whole thing. But Very the best cinematic. part of it, the best part of it was that after that, yeah. um, was as. <laughs> 
we actually commenced a tussling, as as yes. one might say. You know, <laughs> we commenced a fisticuffs. Do, does um, one say that? Does does one one did say it at the time? <laughs> but odd one. It, no, I'm sorry. But, did, but did, not, did, not <laughs> continue. Uh, and so like we just like he came at me, and I was just like, it was funny. What was running in my head was like on one one sense there was like the anger. You know, yeah. there was real anger there. But I definitely had still had the peace. In fact, in mm-hmm. in that kind of place of peace, my brain was saying, "Wow, this is actually happening. Like, right, <laughs> I'm actually right. in a fight right now, and it's actually kind of the right thing." Yeah. Um, and you know, it actually ended pretty pretty well in the sense of I actually kind of pinned him, and then like didn't have to like hit him or anything. But yeah. Anyway, sorry to get back to it. Long story short, but there was a it, I had the deliberate sense. There was right. a deliberate sense of of the anger was driving. Uh, or not driving. The anger is pulling. Sorry, yeah. gotta get the words right. The anger <laughs> is pulling, but the but the peace in my heart still lay in the prudent decision to try to enact justice. Yeah, you know, even in the midst of fear, and yeah. the anger was just kind of helping to pull that chariot along. Yeah. So. Yeah, and also what I love about the that little anecdote too is that it points us to the. Sometimes we might lament that that we have the fears we have in our lives. We have the things we're vulnerable to. We have the the things that intimidate us. But if we can turn it around uh, and look at them as opportunities, like even being a person, I think we're both in some ways uh, individuals who uh, tend more toward the endurance side. You know, we're not, you know, like we're not, you know, you, a person may may lament the, the fact that they're not naturally courageous. They may look at someone who is apparently more naturally courageous and, oh, I wish I was more like them. Well, it's such an opportunity because the, actually the person who's naturally courageous, they have a very different battle than you. Mm-hmm. Their battle is always keeping themselves from jumping in too quickly. Whereas the person who is, it's not their natural temperament to be brave. Well, they have perhaps a greater moral opportunity in some ways to be more deliberate. Mm-hmm. That, you know, yeah, it's not my, this is not the sort of thing I walk around doing, but I see clearly this is what ought to be done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to take action. Um, again, whether that's you know a project at work, or whether that's starting a new routine of prayer, or whether that's getting a sin out of your life, or whether mm-hmm. that's having a difficult conversation or yeah, relationship, speaking up against you know some sort of injustice at work, or you know that that's kind of continuing on, and you decide nope, this needs to even even if you've recognized that there's really no not much feasibility there, or you, there's a very low chance. Um, another conversation I was having the other day with yeah. a person. Um, I thought this was really interesting because it was one of those like conundrums yeah. that you're like this. This is something that only happens like in theory, right? No, I was yeah. like, no, this is very real. Uh, a man working at this, uh, a man working at this firm, this place where he gets paid by commission by a yeah. lot, but they've been kind of very unjust in their unjust in their um, relationship with this man up to this point. But they make a bit by commission like on a certain day on a certain date, like kind of not every quarter, every year or something. Basically, I'm probably going to miff up the story a little bit, but essentially the essentials will be there. Yeah. Um, but the but he was basically had been approached about a different job that he really wanted to take because it was much better and he trusted the like the, the company a lot better and everything. But essentially, he didn't like feel like he needed to or would start any more work with the company that he was with. You know, and they, because of just their relationship with him in the past, it would have been fine. They wouldn't have suspected anything. Or, uh, uh, or anything, you know, you could have just kept working for them. Um, but he also needed to start training for his next job, and so he was left, left with this question: uh, basically, do I I quit that job now and basically suffer the fact that they're probably going to act unjustly towards me and not give me that commission, and mm-hmm. there's nothing really I can do about it, or do I just kind of quit and say like wipe my hands of it, or and this was what I eventually kind of asked, basically said: this is what you probably need to do. 
do I do I take the brave, essentially the courageous act of actually going there and speaking and saying what's right, giving them the opportunity to act justly towards you, uh-huh. and then enduring what you probably expect is going to happen is that they won't, and you won't be able to do anything about it. Yeah. But that's that was like essentially in the end the more the virtuous and brave action was essentially saying, okay, I need to have this conversation, and I need to say like this is the right thing to do, and and I'm asking you to do it, even though you pretty much have very little expectation that it's going to be done. Yeah. But but that's also where we show that, you know, this wrath, kind of the bravery and the kind of like, you know, courage, you know, I need to say what's right and everything. It's not only for oneself. It's not right. a selfish thing. You're right. actually in the end giving the other opportunity. You're you're helping the other person to not to not sin, even yeah. if it doesn't feel like it yeah. either, you know. Yeah, because so. in, in the wrath, you know, ultimately it, sh- it should never be directed towards other individuals. It's toward toward evil, towards yes. sin. Right. You know, it's toward the sin in another person. It's toward mm-hmm. the sin in myself. It's toward the evil one, the deceiver who wants us both to burn in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, the that there is again the endurant, the 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 prudent, just uh, person mm-hmm. who is also can be patient and can endure. That is the person who is able at the right time and the right way to say, you know what, this is the moment. Mm-hmm. I need to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, and how to do it. Um, that in that the yeah. when you've acted with that that right. That with the right uh, self-control and anger in those moments, I think it it tends to be classified by the fact that you don't lose oneself. And so when yeah. you get to the point that you no longer can resist or there's nothing that can be done, you you can more naturally revert back into the endurance of the suffering. More. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're saying like, I've done all I can, and now I simply must endure that that the evil that the, that is kind of threatening yeah. in a sense. And it's never going to be perfect no. when, when you uh, on the side of heaven. And so that, again, that's where this cycle of kind of returning to prudence, even after you've had a situation, you know, reflecting back, how did I handle myself in the situation? You know, did, did I keep my, there's this great uh, quote from um, uh, C.S. Lewis's space trilogy in the third book, where one of the characters has just had a, an encounter with this character who's going down the wrong path, shall we say. And he has this moment of righteous indignation where he really preaches to him. He really calls him out mm-hmm. and calls him to come back to the light, come back to the good. And then after the situation's over, he's reflecting internally on, okay, Lord, how did I do? Lord, did I did I really keep my anger in check? Did mm-hmm. I really direct it toward his good? <clears throat> you know, and he, he has a little self-doubt there, but ultimately he gives it back to God's mercy. He said, Lord, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I give it to you. Help me to do better next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, that's how we always do. We, we get in those situations. We prepare as best we can. We try to, you know, we, we we do our best to be virtuous, but then we always return to prudence and say, okay, what happened? How can I do better? Lord, have mercy. I love the end of the Paralanda, or the part in Paralanda, where he finally realizes that he needs to fight Oh yes. Wesley. That's it. There's so many great examples in that book. There really are. Because yeah. he has to do, he has to both, he, at alternately in times in that book, he both has to endure and attack. Yeah. And both yeah. are acts of courage. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Yeah, well, you know, uh, those listening all two members of the audience out there. You know, you know who you are. Uh, Thanks. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, and especially, there's a lot more as we get into more the nitty-gritty of some of these virtues. I think particularly with fortitude and temperance, there's a whole lot more room for um, discernment. There's a whole lot more for like individual anecdote and experience because they are, they're highly... There, there's subjective elements to these virtues that mm-hmm. are really important for us to consider. Like, I have to consider for myself, what are the desires that I struggle with and need to temper? What are the fears that I need to stand up against? Mm-hmm. Those that I need to endure, and those that I need to actually step up and go out and attack. Um, and then how in prudence do I discern uh, the best steps for each of those? There's a lot of discernment there, a lot of prayer, 
And so again, uh, for those listening, we'd love to, to know your experiences. We'd love to know what you're thinking about these virtues. So thanks again for our discussion. Yep. Father, yeah. Well, hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our continuing discussion on fortitude this week. I got to say, for my part, I, I find this rounded out understanding of courage to be very helpful as well as very personally challenging. As human beings, we've always recognized intuitively the goodness of courage, boldly doing the right thing, even and especially when it is hard. But so often, we find ourselves lacking in courage on the one hand, or we seem to constantly apply it at the wrong time and in the wrong way. Hence all the challenges with courage. And, and as we quoted from Joseph Pieper's book, fortitude must not rely on itself. On the contrary, fortitude looks to justice for its content and to prudence for guidance in carrying out that justice in the right ways. The prudent man, and especially the prudent Christian, attentively listening to the Holy Spirit, discerns when it is time to endure, right? To wait, to stand one's ground, to patiently guard the inner peace of Christ amidst outer turmoil. But he also discerns when it is time to fight back and to take new territory for Christ in his life, right? When is it time to have that difficult conversation with my spouse or my friend or my colleague? When is it time to evaluate and identify the next action step in some project I've been putting off? When is it time to take decisive action in ridding some sin or idol from my life? Or when is it time to finally take the plunge in making some long overdue but difficult change in my time, schedule, or commitments so as to ensure that I am seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? You know, it reminds me of that old prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. It's not a bad portrait of the cardinal virtues, if you ask me. Well, thanks again for listening and watching. As always, be sure to like and subscribe so that you're notified of new episodes of this show. And if you are someone looking to better understand the Catholic Church, or perhaps you have or are considering becoming Catholic, the Coming Home Network is your network. I encourage you to visit chnetwork.org. We've got lots of great resources for you there. Uh, but most importantly, we're a community. You'll, you can find community support and fellowship from other people on a similar journey to you, other converts to the church, other people who are curious or considering Catholicism. Check that out. And with just a few clicks from that website, you can join our online community where you can continue to, to follow and discuss this particular show and participate in the discussion with other members of the Coming Home Network. With that, thanks again for joining me for this episode of Deep in Christ. I'll talk to you next week. God bless.